Today's daf is daf Chavdalit. We begin at the Mishnah, the top of Chavdalit, Amar Aleph. We actually spent some time explaining this Mishnah on daf Chav Aleph. There were two different, uh, distinct mahalchim on how to explain the Mishnah. Uh, let's, let's see the Mishnah. Zotay Lakam Mishnah. Ha'isha Shenodra Benazir, a woman that accepted upon herself a Nazirus Ve'frisha is Behemta. And she already designated her animals. So even though it's, uh, so it's, uh, it's the three animals that she has to bring. This is for a regular Nazirus, not a Nazirus when she's Tmeya. She has a, a, a Chatas, she has a, an Ola, and she has a Shlomim. So those are three Karbonas that are designated. Now, what happened was, when the husband found out, he was made for the Nadorim. The question is, what is the status of these Karbonas? So it says that if the animals were his to begin with, they were his, so it comes out that since he did not want her to become an Azira, she actually had no right to designate the animals anyway. So therefore, so those animals are left to, uh, are let, let into the pen to graze with the other chulin animals. They do not have any residual kedusha bechlal because she had no right to designate them if they were his animals and he did not want her nazirus. Okay? But if they were hers, we'll discuss exactly how she owns them without him owning them. But if she had, they were her animals, so then, uh, uh, so, right, it's even the singular, it means all three actually, it's referring to. So, achatas, the one that is a chatas, that has the kedusha of chatas associated with it, and if now it cannot be brought for its intended purpose, so then it's considered like a chatas that the husband already got, kap- uh, that, the, that the owner does not need kapara, and is one of the five chataos. Tamas, it is left to die. There's no, you can't put, uh, you can't redeem it, and it doesn't go lechulin. The ola now, if the ola if it has kedushas ola associated with it, with the karukarim was an ola, so there is a, uh, a, a an outlet. It's you can bring it as a uh, a carbon ola. There was a, a communal ola that was 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 brought when the mizbeach was down. We touched on this in Mesechet and other places. It's called Kaitsa Mizbeach. They wanted the Mizbeach being functioning all the time. So therefore money had been designated for the downtime and this this and they brought him as carbon olas at that time. So therefore that's what you could do with this animal. It can't come for its intended purpose of Nazirus, but it could still be brought as an Ola and as an which is called an Olas Nidova. Alright? So Olas Tikrov Ola. And what about the animal that had been designated as a Shlomim? So here is very interesting is that there is a concept of bringing a shlomim as an adava as well, but this shlomim was originally designated to bring as a, a shalmei nazir. Now shalmei nazir has some distinctive features that don't apply by regular shlomim. Regular shlomim, the meat can be eaten over two days. Shalmei nazir it has to be eaten day of. Secondly, a regular shlomim does not have to come with loaves of bread. The Shalmei Nazir has to come with 20 loaves of bread. So therefore, we're going to see that it is given the vestiges of the Gdush of Shlomim and its borders of Shlomim, but it does not have the, uh, it, it does not have some of the features that it would have had as Shalmei Nazir, but it also has some of the stringencies of a Shalmei Nazir. So for example, instead of allowing the person to eat the Shlomim for two days, 
He has only one day to consume it like what would have been had it been a Shalmin Nazar. So Tikrav Shalmin. So it's brought as a Shalmin. The procedure of bringing it is the same whether it have been Shalmin Nazir is a regular Shalmin. But you can only eat it over one day which is the stringency of a Shalmin Nazar over regular Shalmin. And also there is no loaves brought with it. And Tosus explains because the loaves are brought for the purpose of waving with the palms of the Nazir. Since there is no Nazir here, that therefore removes the requirement to bring the bread because you only, only you need those loaves for the waving and you, you can't fulfill the waving. So Titus adds another point, and even if you had already designated the loaves, the loaves uh, are until the slaughtering of the animal are considered only Kedusha's Domim, the only sanctity for its value, not an intrinsic Kedusha's Akuf, therefore they could also be redeemed. So even if you did designate loaves, they could still be redeemed. Now, what happens if money was designated? The woman put aside money. She did not put aside animals. So if they're stumen, stumen means they're undesignated. They were not allocated for any particular carbon. She said, I'm going to, this is what I'm going to use, right? So now, yiplul and adava, that money can all be put aside for the ola to bring as an adava when the mizbeach is, uh, is, not fun- is not functioning, when there's nothing going on. So the entire amount could be brought as an adava, as korban ola, for the kites of mizbeach. I'm sorry, funds when you should just says, this is money. This is my money I'm going to use for my korbanas. I'm not saying which one is for, but this is just my And it could, all, and it could all be for one. I mean, because she never said. She, it could didn't be. Say. she just says money on the side for <coughs> Right. Now, on the other hand, Moas before Russian, if she said, you know, there's $3,000 over here, this pile is for this, this pile is for this, this pile is for that. So she designated the money, then it has the same status as the korbanas. Okay. So therefore, the mechatas, the money that's supposed to go to the katas, yavud al-melech. Yavud al-melech is like you have to let it be destroyed, throw it away. It's like letting the animal die. It can't be used. And lo nanin, you cannot use it. Lo malin, and there's no me'ila. Now there's no me'ila. Me'ila is misappropriation of hegdesh, uh, kedushas mizbeach, or funds that are supposed to go for the mizbeach, is only when it's actually going to go on the mizbeach. That's when the derisa requirement that you have to bring korbanas for doing me'ila, or the, all the violations of me'ila, is only was going to end up on the mizbeach. But this was not going to end up on the mizbeach, so therefore these funds, if you misappropriate it, so lo ne'anin, lo ma'alin, it's not, you're not allowed to get any benefit, might even be a rabbinical prohibition, but there is no me'ila. There's no me'ila for it. For it, no me'ila. And it could have said, on the animal too, by the way, on the animal that is going to be left to die, would also, also no me'ila, because it would... no me'ila, because it doesn't really have its sanctity anymore, because... It has its sanctity, but it's not something that could end up on the mizab. Oh, but you can't, not allowed to put it on the mizab. Right, right. So therefore, the Lomalimant, to make Ola on the other hand, the money that goes for the Ola should be brought as an Ola again. It's not going to be the Ola for the Nazar. There is no more Nazar. It goes to Mizbeah. But here, Ma'alimant, there is Me'ila on that money. Why? Because it is fit to go on the Mizbeah. There will be Me'ila. Alright? And I could have said it by the Korban too. Now, Shlomim is a different thing because even a Korban Shlomim that's been designated, it does not have the sanctity because it's really, it's, 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 it's mom and violin. It's eaten by the people. Primarily eaten by the people. It does not have Me'ila until it's slaughtered. So once it's slaughtered, there'd be me'ilah, but the money 
is before the animal has been slaughtered. So therefore, on that money also, even though that's going to be a korban is going to be brought with it and it's going to go on the mizbeach, but it has no. It, it, it's the same as the animal itself until it's slaughtered. There is no meila. So therefore, so therefore, the shlomim yaviu shlomim. You should use it to buy shlomim with Again, the stringency only one day you can consume it. Ain't to lechem, but it doesn't say anything about meila. There is no meila. Tosus and the Rosh point out because again, it's before the shechita of the shlomim. There is no meila even on an animal that is a shlomim. There would be no so meila until the slaughter. No, no, no. You're, you're not allowed to use it. For, you're not supposed to. But the laws of meila that you have to bring a korban when you misappropriation. Of course, it's usher. It's been designated like stealing from the base amigdash. But you're not violating that specific set of halachas of meila. All right. So now. The Gemara circles back to the beginning of this Mishnah. The Mishnah said that if a woman uh, put aside animals for her Nazirus, so then those animals, if they were hers, there is some type of residual Kedusha that remains, even though she is not a Nazir because her husband was made for her Nazirus. And again, I don't want to get into it. We go back and look in Chafalov. Does the Hafora work retroactively or does it chop it from now? There's different ways of how to understand. But nevertheless, the point is that the animals that were, uh, if they were hers, then you have a problem here that even if the husband was made for, there is some type of Kedusha associated with the animals. Whereas if the animals were her husband's, and then, and he was Mayfair, so then in such a case, those animals are chulin, because pretty much it's saying she had no right to confer any level of Kedusha on them, and therefore there is no Kedusha Chal, and these animals can go back into the, into the pen. Now what the Gemara understands right now is that we're going to see there is a machlok, as Yehuda and the Chachamim, as to whether a husband is financially responsible for the korbonus of his wife. Is he, is it automatic? Is it like part of the Tznaik Suva, part of the condition of the Suva, similar as he has to take care of her food and clothing, etc.? Does he also have an obligation to take care of her Kabbalah? And the Gemara assumes right now that if he intrinsically is responsible for her korbanis, then there should be no difference between his korbanis and her korbanis. In the same way as when she puts aside her korbanis, there is residual kedusha remaining, and now you can't just say go l'chulin, even if he went and he was being made for. So therefore, if he's responsible, so even if she uses his animals, even if she uses his animals, then it's like using her own animals, there should be no distinction. So obviously, if you're saying over here that the animals that she used when the husband is mafer, if they belong to the husband, it goes l'chulin, it must be going like in the opinion that he is not financially responsible for her korbanis. That's They're going to have two versions of this Gemara, but the first version, <coughs> the Lishna, the first version holds that it has to be going like the opinion that he's not financially responsible for hers because if he's financially responsible for her, there should be no difference between the carbonists that she uses that were hers or whether the carbonists that she uses were his. Either case, if he's made for you're telling about her carbonists because she had a right to go ahead and make him cottage. They have some type of kedusha associated with them. So then the same thing should apply by her korbanis, that the korbanis that she uses of his, if he's financially responsible for her korbanis, it should be like her using her own korbanis. There should be no be difference. Must be, he's not financially responsible. So it says it more like this. 
So man tana, who is the author? That the husband is not financially responsible for her korbanas, because that clearly has to be the pshat and the mission the first Russian holds. Otherwise, if, if he would be, then there should be no distinction between hers and his. So I'm Rav Chista, Rabbanon, he, that it goes like the Chachamim. And our Mishnah is going like the Shita of the Chachamim, of the Rabbanon. Because if you tell me that the Mishnah could be going like the opinion of Rav Yehuda, then why should, when it's his Korbanus and he's Mefer, shouldn't be allowed to go out into the pen, the Chora, if he is financially responsible for her carbonus, then her using his animals like using her own animals, then the same status should apply whether it's to her animals, which we said he cannot go back into the pen, so by his animals should not be able to go back into the pen too. Must be, it can't be that he's financially responsible for her animals, like Yehuda, right? Because Hamishtabit love, because he's financially responsible for her carbonus. Now, uh, 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 what is this? Desanya, we learned in a Brysa. What does this Bryce say? Alright. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Oda may be carbon usher al ishto. If a woman has an obligation to bring certain carbonas, we know that there was a sliding scale. Right? Depending on a person's financial status, so uh, if a person is considered wealthy, he brought a certain level. If he's intermediate, he brought a certain level. And if he's impoverished, he brought a certain level. Now, what happens if it's a carbonas that the wife is obligated to bring, but the wife is has no money to her name. The husband does. So for the korbanus of his wife, does he bring it based on her financial status? Or does he bring it based on it? Rabbi Yehuda says, since the husband's financially responsible for the korbanus of the wife, the status of the korbanus are defined by the husband. Because he's financially responsible for a korbanus. So therefore, as Adam made carbon usher al ishto, he has to bring the carbon of an usher of a wealthy person for his wife. Right? The chain, and so to call carbon asseya she chayeves, uh, uh, and so too he has to bring any carbon that she is obligated to bring. It's the fine, the husband is meshuba, the husband from the ksuba is responsible to bring her korbanas for her. Now the next couple lines is subject to machlok as you're showing him how to interpret it. Let's just read the words. Shekach kasev law, because this is what he wrote for her. Kolach rayas islach alai, any financial responsibilities that you have on me. The first part is my lands are mortgaged to any of the financial responsibilities that you have on me, min kadamas, even from beforehand to know of this time, I am responsible to take care of, which includes her responsibility to bring korbanas will be his financial responsibility. And this is what the Bryce is saying that he, he wrote into the Kesuvah. Now, but, but now where it's written, that's going to be the question. The question, where is it written? Now, let's just get, so bottom line, wherever this is written is a Yehuda's position that that shows that the husband is financially responsible, and if he's financially responsible, what the Gemara is saying is therefore the law of our Mishnah would not be true, that if she used his korbanas and he's made for the nether go l'chulin, it should be no different than when she used her own korbanas and it should not go l'chulin. Therefore, it must be going like the Chachamim, who do not hold automatically a husband is responsible. If the husband decides to let her use his carbonus, that's one thing. But not that automatically she has the right to go ahead and do it. Now, where does he write this statement? That's the question over here. And Rashi and Ksuvas and the, and the Mephoris brings it down over here. And so does the Tosfus brings down. Rashi and Ksuvas says this, this actually is referring to at the time when there's a divorce. 
when a husband divorces the wife and he has to pay off the ksuva, she has to give him a receipt that says that I have taken care of all my financial responsibilities for this woman and she cannot come back to me anymore and say, hey, you still have to pay for A, B, C. So therefore, he writes on the, the receipt, according to the Rashi Subas, this is written on the receipt to say that I have taken care of all the financial responsibilities, including, a, including anything from before, which Rabbi Yehuda says means the Chiyav of Korbanas. She can't show up now and say you have to pay for the Korbanas. There's a receipt that, that the husband says, I'm going to pay you the Ksuba, but... I want, I know today what we call, like a, 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 a when you buy release. a release, a release from all previous liabilities. According to the second version that's brought down over here in the Rosh, and according to other Rishonim, it's actually, this is what's written in the Ksuba at the beginning of the marriage. It's not what's written on the receipt, but the idea that we're bringing it for is the same, that this is where Rabbi Yehuda bases himself on that the husband is financially responsible for the korbanis of the wife. Now, so therefore, if you hold the way... Uh, uh, therefore, that Mishnah cannot be like him. Our Mishnah, our Mishnah cannot be going like Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi disagrees. Rabbi Amar Afilotein Rabbi Yehuda. You could say that our Mishnah could be even explained in the sheet of Rabbi Yehuda. Why? Because it's true that let's say it comes from the, from the conditions of the ksuva, a condition of basting, whatever it is, that a husband accepts on himself liabilities for the wife, which includes her liabilities of her carbon. But he only accepted liabilities of her carbon, assuming she's obligated to bring a carbon. But he becomes out retroactively, she's not obligated to bring the carbon, so he never accepted any liabilities on that. And if he never accepted liabilities on it, she did not have a right to use his animals. So there still is a difference whether she uses her own animals or she uses his animals. Where she used her own animals, so she's taking a chance, right? Will my husband be made for or not be made for? But I'm taking that chance and therefore the Kedusha still remains on the animals we discussed, why it remains or how it remains, that the Chatas is because is, 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 it's coming for Kapora for, for the fact that she deprived us, however we explained it. But in the case of the husband, which she used his, even Rabbi Yehuda will hold. So what? The husband's obligated for Karbanas. But when is he obligated for Karbanas? If she actually has an obligation to bring them. But if she's not a Nazira because he's made for her Nazirus, then that obligation doesn't kick in. If that obligation doesn't kick in, even according to Yehuda, what will be the result with those animals? Then they're fine. They can go to Lechulin. There's no problem with them going to Lechulin. So basically what Rav is saying is the assumption that the Gemara made, or Rav Chista made, is that the Mishnah can only go like Rabbonin. Because according to Rabbi Yehuda, if, if you had, there's an obligation, there should be no difference between her animals and his animals, so it can't be going like Rabbi Yehuda. It's incorrect. That even but if you all like Rabbi Yehuda, like we're saying it could even go like Rabbi Yehuda. Okay? okay? So that's version, so therefore that's Afilotem Rehuda, law, when the husband has accepted upon himself the obligation to pay for her carbonus, it's only the mills of the Trichalo, when she needs to be able to use his carbonus. But mills of the Trichalo, but when he, she does not need to use his carbonus, she has no right to touch those carbonus. And in this case, she has no need for those carbonus. Why does she have no need for those carbonus in this case? Because uh, he was made for her, Nazirus, so he doesn't need it. Fine. So therefore, they've got, look. Now, Ikeda Amri, the second version of this actually goes the other way around. The second version holds like this. <coughs> is that our Mishnah actually could only go like Rabbi Yehuda. 
he cannot be going like the opinion of the Chachamim. Well, let's speak it out. Why does this make sense? Because if you hold, like Rabbi Yehuda, that the husband has an obligation to the wife's, uh, to, to the, to the, to, to the wife's korbanos, if the husband has an obligation to the wife's korbanos, we understand why she initially used his korbanos. Why did she initially use his korbanos? He's obligated. He's obligated. Now it comes out retroactively. That he was, so then we understand that when it's his korbanos, he, like we said at the end of the, the first discussion, that retroactively she did not have a right to use him, therefore goes l'chulin. Whereas if she uses her own korbanos and she had a right to go ahead and do that, even after the fact, there's still residual kedusha attached to it. That works according to Yehuda. Now, but let's go in the Chachamim. In the Chachamim, she has, the Chachamim hold that he has no financial responsibility. Now, if he has no financial responsibility, how could she even have taken those korbanos to begin with? The only way she would have been able to take those korbanas is if what? If they're hers. Well, that's right. But, but it says she also used his korbanas. So how could she have used his korbanas? There must have been the only way it could have worked is if the husband gave her permission. But now if the husband gave her permission, then it should be the same as using her own. And if it's considered like using her own, then it says they should not go lechulin. So the second version actually holds exactly the opposite. It only makes sense like going like Rabbi Yehuda. It doesn't make sense going like the Chachamim. Because if it's going like the Chachamim, without her permission, without his permission, she should not have touched those korbanos. And if she had those permission, if he gave them to her, then she should be able to use them like her own. And therefore the result should be like she used her own. That's the second Lashon holds. Let's see or do we say that if he gave her permission, that is a tacit affirmation of her, of her Naziris? Or can he still make permission? No, no. She, he, he, like, I guess he, he said, these are the, whenever you need to use these korbanas, I'm letting you go ahead and use them. I mean, not that, it can't be that he knows about the Naziris, because then you're right. Because then how then later on he's going to be made for, right. So what it says like this. So says, Igada Amri, there's a second alternative, Lishnachrina, another Lashem. Mantana, who is the author of the Mishnah? On this version, Amrab Chista, it has to be the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda. Rabbi Yehuda, he, right? Bechim is Shabbat law, and then I, so why is there a difference if he's obligated to her korbanos? Why is there a difference when she uses her own? Because again, he is only obligated for her korbanos when she needs his korbanos. But if she ended up not needing his korbanos, then he was not financially obligated. Retroactively, she should not have used them. Therefore, they go lechulin. Bechim is Shabbat law, when is he financially responsible to her? When she needs it. When she doesn't need it, like in this case, where it was made for Loy, which now makes a difference between whether she used her korbanos or used his korbanos. But we understand why she did use his korbanos to begin with. Why did she start using his korbanos? Because he was financially responsible for her. That's why she thought she had a right to go ahead and use it. The e rabbanon, because if you want to go in the rabbanon shita, that lomish shabbat laklal, that he's not obligated, the, the husband's not obligated at all. So what is she touching these animals for? The only way you could understand that she was using his, Ella hechigami, the mishabat must be that in this case well, how could she use it because he accepted himself responsibility he going to acknowledge that he was machna to her he gave her the animals for her to use well if he gave her the animals to use came to Agni Law then how would the is considered like her own if it's considered like her own then what should be the din 
And it should not go lechulin. So therefore, it doesn't work. Says Rab Chista in the Shita of the Chachamim. It only works in the Shita of Rabbi Yehuda. And now comes along Rava and says, I disagree. It could even work like the Chachamim as well. So Rava Amar Afilutayim Rabbonah could even be working like the Rabbonah because you could say also the same kind of lambdas. Yes, it's true. The husband must have given her and said these animals for you to use. But he only had in mind for her to give those animals to use if what if you need them. But if you wouldn't need them, then he didn't have in mind to give them. And therefore, it comes out that she ended up using animals that she had no right to use. And therefore, it goes lechulin. So therefore, Rabban Filutayim Rabbanon could even go like Rabbanon. Ki makni lonami in where he's mak. Yes, okay, he was makni to her for her to use. It's only the mitzvah trichalo, only for things that she would have to need them. But mitzvah trichalo, he doesn't need like in this case where's mefer lo makni which comes. Down that both the shoners start at different points, but they end up at the same point. What do they end up with? That the Mishnah could go either like the Chachamim or like, like Rabbi Yehuda. That's where it comes out. So, so whether Rabbi Chista started of saying it makes more sense like Rabbi Yehuda, and, and then Rabbi says no, it, all, it could even work like the or like the Rabbanon, or Rabbi Chista says start making only sense like the Rabbanon, and, and Rabbi says it could even work like Rabbi Yehuda. Either way, it comes out according to Rabbi saying it could work like both. All right, let's go on. <coughs> So he said, Im right, if the animals belong to her, then Chatas Tamus, the Chatas now, it's got Kedusha's Chatas associated with it, where now it cannot be brought because there's no need for it to be brought anymore. That has to be left to die. The Ola, on the other hand, even though it does not come as an Ola's Nazir, but there is an outlet, it could be brought as an Ola on the Mizbeach, which is the Ola's Nadova that would bring when the Mizbeach during the downtime, which is known as Kaitza Mizbeach, they would use it to keep the Mizbeach functional at all times. Fine. So says the Moral like this. The Moral is going to be dealing with here a basic fundamental question. What's the question? We know that usually there's a concept that Mashakana Ishakana that a woman does not have, generally, does not have independent ownership. Whatever enters her domain financially is automatically assumed by the husband. Well, if that's true, then how do you understand our Mishnah? How could there be a distinction between whether she used her korbanis or she used his korbanis? Is if automatically anything that's called her korbanis is actually his korbanis? That's the one's question. So let's see it inside. So Gemara says like this: Himenala. From where does she have her own korbanos? Amar, did we not say we learned this in Gittin and in Sanhedrin? Ma'ashikonsa Whatever a woman has acquired automatically becomes the financial ownership of the husband. So it comes along the Gemara and gives two ways you can you can uh, we we can can create the situation. So Amar Rapapa. Rapapa's first the first answer is shekimtsasa meisasa. What happens is the father the husband is obligated to give a certain amount of stipend of dough of food, right? Now, and once he gives it to her, it's hers. If she eats meagerly and puts aside from what has the stipend, that becomes hers and is no longer belonging to the husband. And if she uses that now to go purchase animals, then that would be considered her animals and not considered to be his. That's answer number one. Ibois Emma, an alternative answer could be is that a third party gifted to her the animals on condition that what? 
that your husband doesn't have it. Okay, we went into these sugyas earlier, and, and we'll get to them uh, uh, later as well. To Achni lo Achar that 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 somebody else, a third party, was mocked for them too. Of Amar Amanasha Ein by him that he does not have ownership over them. So therefore, but ostensibly that these two answers directly. Uh, address the issue. The issue was how could she own without him owning? Answer is either from the stipend that he is obligated to give her, she uh, took meager, used it only meagerly and, and kept money aside and, 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 and put enough money to buy carbonus with it, or what? Or a third party was makna. To make sure the condition that shouldn't be asked. Correct. Let's go on. So it says, Ha'ola Sikrav Ola. Vashlamim Sikrav Shlamim. So so we say that the Ola is brought as an Ola during the Kaitam is bath. The Shlamim are brought with a regular Shlamim with the limitations of no that, that of what an Ola's Nazir that the that that the, the stringencies that it does not have. Um, uh, it, it does not have two days to be able to consume it, but you also don't have the obligation of bringing the twenty loaves that would come along with it as well. Okay. Now. This, this, there seems to be a portion or something, a few lines missing from this Gemara, but I'm going to read this like the way the Rosh explains it, right? We have an interesting situation over here that you have an animal that initially was designated to be an Olas, no, I mean a Shalmei Nazir, alright? It was originally as a Shalmei Nazir, and it is brought at the end as a Shlomim. It just does not have the loaves of bread associated with it. Or the days of Right. So, Amalei Shmuel Avua Bar'i. So, Shmuel said to Avua Bar'i, Lo Seisev, the way, the way Raji seems to, Lo, don't sit, Al Kreyacha, remain on your feet. That's the way the Rosh, I think, reads in Titus, is that, don't sit down. Before you sit down, I want you, until you can explain this to me, or, or teach me this. Now, what is the this? It doesn't say what the this is, but says the Rush, from the response, we understand what the question was. He says, I want to know all the other cases where we have a situation where even though it was designated initially to be a Shalmei Nazir, at the time it's brought, it's brought without the requirement of bringing the 20 loaves. I want to know where we see other cases of this. So, so and what was his response? So he said to him, Elohim, these are the Arba Elim. He said that there are four cases, there are four cases of the, the ram, the Shalmei Nazir is a ram. There are four cases of a Shlomim of a ram, She'enan Te'unin Lechem, that even though they were originally designated to be a Shlomim for a Nazir, when they're brought, they're brought what? Without Loaves. What are they? So he called four categories. One is the case of Shiloh, one is the case of Shiloh, one is the case of Shalachar Amisa, and one is the case of Shalachar Kapora. His ram, her ram, after death and after Kapora. So these are four cases. We're going to go through each one. Now one of them we already had. The case of Shiloh. The case where she designated from her own funds the Corbin, and then the husband went and re, uh, revoked the nether, even though it's continuously, it's continued to be brought as a shlomim, but how is it brought? It's brought without the lechem. So one of the four cases, the case we already had, right? So Shalom had Amran. Shalom we already had, so we don't have to go through that one again. We don't have to rehash that one. What about the case of Shalom? What is the case of Shalom? So, very interesting. Mesechus Nazir. Right, we're going to um, 
come across this later on in Davchaches in about four or five days. And what, what's the halacha? The halacha is very interesting. The Torah empowers a father to accept Nazirus on his son without the son accepting it upon himself. The father has that right. The mother does not. However, there is a loophole. If the son himself protests or the family members protest, then the Nazirus is not, it is not followed through upon. You don't continue on with the Nazirus, right? We're going to see exactly how much time it takes, what, what the gap is, what the, what the response time is, but that's the rule. Now, what does it say over there? Let's take a look. This none. We learned in a Mishnah. Ha'ish madir is beno. A father can uh, invoke a Nazirus upon his son, Benazir, the nether of Nazirus upon his son. The woman does not have that capacity to invoke a Nazirus upon her son. However, Gilach, if upon hearing the son, upon hearing that the father says, you should be a Nazir, the first thing he does, he shaves off his hair. What does that show you? He does not want to be a Nazir. So therefore, in such a case, so therefore, either he shaves with his own head, or or the relatives grabbed hold of the boy, and they shaved his head. So either the son is protesting, act through action, I don't want to be a Nazir, or the relatives are saying, we don't want you making this boy into a Nazir, or Micho, let's say it was not through action, but it was verbal. He protested and he said, I don't want to be a Nazir. Or it's the relatives that protested. So now, but let's say the father had it all set up already. He said, you're going to be a Nazir and you already put aside money. And this money is going to be used to pay for the Korbanus at the end of the 30 days. Now, now if there was a Susumin, there were, uh, Sosa means it was undesignated. This is going to be a pile, I'm going to use it. But he didn't expect it's going to be oldish. He didn't get into that. So then, Yipwil and Adava, the full amount can be full as carbon ola. Nadava means carbon ola means use a kite on his bath, and his bath is not functional. You go ahead and use it at that time. Not actually functional, functioning. When it's not functioning, then you use it at that time. Now, Mosmuthurashin, on the other hand, let's say the father was very meticulous. Thousand dollars for the Ola, thousand dollars for the Shlamim, thousand dollars for the uh, Chatas, right? So Dmei Chatas, the money that would have been used for the Chatas, right? That money now has been given Chatas Kedusha to it. Yelvuliyamamelach, that has to fall Yamamelach. The Dmei Ola, the money that's for the Ola, then you can go ahead and bring it, buy an animal and bring it on the Mizbeach for Kaitzah Mizbeach. Yabiu Ola, bring it as an Ola, right? Umalim, and there'll be Me'ilah, because any time, if it's Kachet Kadashim, not Kachet means a high level sanctity that's going to go on the Mizbeach there is Me'ila if a person does uh, Me'ila with it if it's appropriate it's like the other case he has to bring Korban etc. Demei Shlomim what do you do with the Shlomim? Ya'aviyu Shlomim you can bring the Shalom and Nazir anymore because the Nazirus has been nipped in the bud you can't continue on with the Nazirus because there was a protest however they have some stringencies of a Shalom and Nazirus Nechel Yom Echad can only be eaten one day and what else? Be'einan te'unin lechem and they don't come with loaves so this is case case two case one was Shalom the case where she designated case two is where he designated for his son that will be a case where they can bring as a Shlomim without having to bring the bread ok let's keep going the third case What's the case of La'achar Misa? So what's the case? The case over there was a person said, I want to be a Nazir. And he put aside money or Korbanus and then he died. So obviously, 
you can't move forward on the Nazirus. Why? He's dead. All right, but what do you do with the money or the animals? We do in such a case. So, Minalan, so what's the case over there? This should be the Snan, I believe. It's a Mishnah. Right. It says, a Mishnah says like this. So, someone who designated money for his Nazirus. So now, so, regular case. A person puts money aside for Nazirus. Right? If they have not been designated, it's just, Put aside without designation, so that money has the regular halacha that since it could have all been, uh, it could have all been shlomim. Since it could all be shlomim, shlomim before the shechita, there's no meila on it necessarily. You're not allowed to use it, but it, 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 uh, it'd be like stealing from the base of But it's not the din of meila applies because shlomim does not have meila until it's actually shechted. This is money. At all. So it could, so it, it, it could, so it could be technically all shlomim. And therefore there's no meila on it, right? Because, because we don't have to. Because some of the money surely has, should have gone Not necessarily. Not necessarily. He never said that. Uh, yeah, I could, that's right. He could have said that this guy said, I'm going to use it all for Shlomim. And I could, if he said that all three Korbanas had to come, he never said that. He just ended up putting some money aside. Now, so there, Because you could use the entire amount to bring the Shlomim. Mace. Now, what happens if he died? So now, So now, let's say the money was undesignated, unspecified. So So in such a case, you can bring it all on the Mizbeah as an Ola. Use all that money for Ola money and bring it as an Ola. That way you can go ahead and do with it. Now what happens if he did designate? He did say, I want this to be Ola, Chata, Slamim, right? So the Mechatas, Yolich, Liyam The money of the Chatas, Throw away because there's nothing you can do with it. Lo nani lo malin. There's no meila because it can't end up on the mizbeach, right? Tmei ola yabiu ola. Bring it on the mizbeach for the tithes of mizbeach. Umalin and there is meila because it ends up on the mizbeach. Tmei shlomim yabiu shlomim. Fine. Nechol yom echad. You can only eat with the stringencies of shalmei nazir, which is only one day. Ve'ein antuin lechem and they don't have bread associated with it because it's no nazir, no nazir, no bread. You don't bring the bread with it. So now this is case number three of where we see that something was initially designated as shalmei nazirus is brought as a shlomim without the. Let's go to case four. Case four was the Achar Kaporo. What's the case over here? The case was money or animals were designated for a certain Nazir and they got lost. Which forced him to do what? Get new ones. New ones. And he discharged his responsibility. So now it's after Kaporo. What do you do with it? Can't bring it for a Nazir anymore. It's after Kaporo. <coughs> Therefore, that word says we don't actually have a specific Mishnah or Brisa, but that's a logical thing. That we can do, that's the, through deduction we can figure that out. Why? Because, because it's no different than Shalah Achar Misa. The same way as the Achar Misa, you can't move forward. Here too, you can't move forward with it because it's Achar Kaporo. So then, my time, my time, what's the reason after Misa you cannot move forward? Because it cannot be used. Uh, for uh, Kapara. So you have the same thing and therefore the same results will occur. You can bring it as a Shlomim, can only be eaten for one day and so therefore right. So therefore is not for the Kapara. So therefore bottom line is when the, on the question that was asked by Shmuel to Abu Bar'ihi other than the case that we had in our Mishnah what are the other cases 
that we can have where the carbon was originally designated as a shlomim for a nazir, but it's broader than shlomim, but does not have loaves, we came up with an additional three cases, a total of four cases. Asks the more of a suleka, what, what, can't come up with another one? That's, that's the exhaustive list. There are no other cases. The more comes up with another case. What's the other case? Va'iko. There is other cases. Now, what's this case going on over here? The girsa over here is uh, of the, uh, it says, Hayu lo, where's the place? Uh, uh, what's the right girsa here? One second. Vesuleika, uh, va'iko. Ah, there is another case. What's this other case? Sharkol uh, Shalmi Nazir. Any case, any other case of Korbanus Nazir. Shashaftan Shalokim Mitzvosan. If the Shechita was done not in the appropriate manner. Now, what does it mean it was not done in the appropriate manner? So the Rosh and Taisvis learned the case over here was that the person Shechted it without having the right intent. The right intent was that you should Shechted it for the, case, for the purpose of a, of a Shalmi Nazir. This guy had the wrong intent. Either wanted to bring it as a regular shlamim, he wanted to bring it as an ola. And now what happens is that we're going to learn with Sefer Zvachim that this kavana damages the, the, your ability to discharge your obligation. It doesn't necessarily damage it completely that you cannot bring the animal, but it does damage it that you cannot use it for, for its intended purpose. purpose. And therefore, what will come out over here, you have to bring it as a shlamim, but you cannot use it for the nazir. And if you cannot use it for the nazir, what's going to end up happening? You're not going to have loans associated. So we have a fifth case over here that what? Right. The, 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 the Mephorish over here learns the case is that you're supposed to use a two-year-old animal for a Shalmei Nazir. And you shefted a one-year. That was shefted Shalmei. So you can't use it for the Nazir. They have to use that. That's how he learns it. Okay. But either way, it wasn't shefted with the ability to continue on as a, as a Shalmei Nazir. So therefore, Ksherin, they don't become disqualified, but they cannot be used to, disqual- to discharge the owner of his obligation. Therefore, the stringency of Eden one day does apply. But Ein and Tuimin, they do not require low lechem, the lechem upon him, uh, I mean, the, le- the, the uh, 20 loaves are not brought with them. Below Zroa, the Zroa is the foreleg, which is usually uh, uh, cooked and the ha- uh, 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 and the hair is burnt underneath it. That whole process is not applicable over here because again, you're not bringing it as a shalme nazir. You're bringing it as a regular shlomim. What the status of that foreleg is is discussed in the rishonim. Let's leave that for now. So therefore, the chora. But we have a question. What's our question? Why did uh, did uh, uh, did uh, what's his name Avuabar Ihi? Why did he not include this case as one of the cases where you have a shlomim? The original was designated as a nazir. At the end, is brought without having the lechem. So one says very simple. He says he only counted cases where things were done correctly. He didn't count cases where it was done incorrectly. So in the case where you did everything correctly, I designated, and then it just happens to be, for whatever reason, I can't bring it down. But the case that you're the fifth case you're talking about, where he actually did something wrong, where he did something wrong, that's not being included in that case. Jim, we'll stop over here.